Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Talk about the show now. We, we can talk about Boy Meets World, Ooh. I guess. Uh, if you're just joining us, which you are because... We just started. Because we just... Uh, yeah, I thought we had been recording for the last like 20 minutes while we were Having railing about discussion. sad things. I'm a little sad we didn't capture my John Green rant. I thought there was some good content in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was knee deep in shitting on the fault in our stars. So, you That's know. true. It's not but that I, I hate all John Green. In the event that someone out there did like the fault in our stars and they would be like, wow, fuck that Skylar guy. And they would turn it off. <laughs> Yeah, you're we right. Gotta, we have a reputation to that's uphold probably here. probably what would have happened. Welcome really. to the Feeny call. I need to calm back down. <laughs> <laughs> we, Skyler needs to go. I need, I need a minute. Sit in a he cold bath for a second. Cry a little bit. <sighs> hugging his knees. And then he'll be back in a minute. Just, we're done. <laughs> what are we talking about? What season is this? What episode? <laughs> what episode? What show are we watching? <sighs> season two, episode 19. Correct. The wrong side of the tracks. The wrong side of the tracks. So now that you're in that right headspace, yeah, let's do a thing. It's Megan's turn because it's an it odd. It is. Um, it is an odd episode. It's her turn for the recap. Oh my god, what happens in this episode? On your mark, get set, go. Sean asks out this girl. Uh, she says yes. He's super excited about it. She comes back the day after, and she's like, "So I can't go out with you." And he's like. Uh, what the fuck? And so Corey asked her friend why she said that. And she was like, please, you're from a different class. He lives in a trailer park. This is ridiculous. You shouldn't even expect that this could go anywhere. So then Sean gets it in his head that he's trailer trash and he means nothing. He starts hanging out with Harley and I'm not going to make it at all. He starts hanging out with Harley. They initiate him by having him beat up Turner's bike. We wasted like four seconds on saying. I know, but I wouldn't have gotten much farther and I wouldn't have even touched on the B plot. That's true. The B plot. The B plot's pretty funny. Eric learns to ice skate and Nancy Kerrigan. Kerrigan. I I said to Sarah, I was watching this, like, this must have been the most expensive B plot to film. Because, like, they got Nancy Kerrigan, they went to an ice rink in location. Of that, of her, like. Right. Like, in in her popularity (laughs) and everything, too. Like, there's a. This must have been a very expensive B-plot. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, between her and the location and this figure skater stunt double. Or yes. Like. <laughs> um, anywho, it's a, it's, it's a Sean episode, folks. It is. It's the first Sean episode, first since, Sean episode. Um, since the Cherry Bomb one, it feels like. Yeah, pretty maybe. much. Him uh, kind of going along this line of like, I'm a thug, I will always be a thug. Right, like the, a big big class, class mm-hmm. episode, classes, classism. Um, my trivia. So this is the first appearance of Sean's trademark leather jacket that he actually stole from set when oh. the show ended. Interesting. And then uh, it got stolen out of his car. Oh. So he doesn't actually have the jacket anymore. But so that kind of sucks. Um. Also, a little continuity, not a little continuity thing, a huge continuity thing is Harley oh, is yeah. normally played by Danny McNulty, except this episode where he is played by Kenny Johnston, and no one knows why. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they know why. It's I fucking don't weird. Know why. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really uncomfortable. It's one thing to bring in another bully, like when they bring in Griff, I'm like, checks out, because that's an individual person with right. like an individual life. Right. But to just switch actors on us after he's been such a consistent character, like Topanga's parents are not consistent. Right. So bringing in other actors for them. But Harley's like, like a regular uh, all season. Yes. <laughs> Harley has been regular all season. He's 
he will be regular in the future yeah. as well. So I'm like, Whoa, right. what? Right. It's weird. Is this the only episode too where we have the yes, this actor? This is the only one. It's so weird. It's yep. so weird. It's so uncomfortable. And what? this is a pivotal Harley episode, right. which is what is so upsetting about right. it. It is really strange and annoying. Yeah. Because this is where Sean is finally like, I'm going to hang out with Harley's gang. And right. then right, right, right. he's so prominent. It's not like it's a pass in the hallway where it's just like, hi, Harley. And it's something yeah. different. It's yeah, like so it's fucking weird. Ugh. Anyway. I know. It bugs me. I what did you learn? Yeah. <laughs> My what brain stopped functioning for a second. Uh, you, that, that you are, your life is what you make of it. It is life's it is. what in the words of Hannah Montana, life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. <laughs> is that what you're getting at? That's what I was getting at. Thanks yes, for, I knew it. Thanks for the help. You're welcome. Yeah. Um I don't remember that one. What? What song is life's that? Life's what you make it, so let's make uh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it, yeah. I can't remember like how the actual song goes, but I now that you just sang that right now. I remember like an yeah. episode where like she sings that acapella for some reason. That might be the one that she gets her voice back after her surgery. Maybe. Anyway. Yep. Uh, it I is. Think that's right. Wow. It is I'm... a person's life is theirs to make choices and mm-hmm. and to build upon, and you are not set out to be mm-hmm. exclusively a product of your surroundings. Correct. That being said, your surroundings. Uh, will influence mm-hmm. your capacity and uh, will what this episode does not really touch on um, um, what is the word uh, explicitly is that those sort like this episode's about privilege which is yeah. cool mm-hmm. but what this episode does not explicitly say is by like it does say like you are not tied down based on your surroundings and settings, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say that your surroundings and settings uh, may may impede or or aid you based on yes. your pr- level of privilege there. Yeah, you know, like it, it would have been. Think there was time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would like it would have been it's hard. Show. Right, it would have been hard to shoe, shoehorn in the fact that it's like, oh, you know, you've got you have privilege and and I like you have this privilege. And, and that makes this yes. sort of thing easier or harder or whatever it may be. Uh, but just and to call attention to that. I'm sure that comes into play later on because this is not the only episode where Sean is like, I'm trailer trash. I'm, not, I'm never going to amount to anything. Mm-hmm. This is not the only episode where Sean is searching for himself um, and right. does that in kind of a destructive manner. So I think maybe we might. I don't. I can't think of a specific episode, but we might touch on it a little bit sure. deeper. Well, and like Sean episode. kind of touches it. It's interesting. Like Feeney doesn't touch really necessarily on privilege. No. Feeney Feeney really leans into when Corey and him are talking by the fence. There, Feeney leans into like you. You are the master of your life and can yeah. make your choices. Whereas Sean, when in his spite, mm-hmm. kind of throws out like, "Ah, oh, you've always had a nice house, huh? You've always yep. had this passive aggressive as hell." Yes. But like I get it, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. absolutely. He's, he's he he's born into this. He's surrounded by people with privilege, and like Sean has his own privilege. Yes, and that he is a a young white man, mm-hmm. uh, and so like he's got those privileges. But then like he is faced with a plenty of disadvantage by being yeah. poor and mm-hmm. and uh, by not having resources mm-hmm. that that Corey does. Uh, and so I understand being hurt yeah. and feeling feeling cheated by that and 
uh, Sean responds in what I think is a pretty pretty standard yeah. fashion. I think acting. Yeah, out. like he he acts out. He he leans into the turn mm-hmm. and uh, and and goes with what he thinks people of his status do. Yeah. Um. You know, it it shows what Sean thinks of, of where he comes from. Right. It really like it 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 you know really sets mm-hmm. that in motion. And when he says. Um, she didn't do anything. She just like she enlightened me as to what I already knew, or like whatever. You know, whatever yeah. he says specifically there, uh, is is a sad moment for us to really see. Like, oh, this is this is really what Sean thinks of like mm-hmm. his family and himself and and all these people. Yeah. You know? But yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, there's kind of a level of you write your own destiny it's the uh, and i love the fact that feeney mentioned the nature versus nurture thing Mm -hmm. because that i thought it right before he said it and i was Mm -hmm. like oh it's the nature versus nurture and he was like oh it's the old nature versus i was like wow he's reading my mind (laughs) i should have written this show but yeah i i love that they play into that and especially because you feeney touches on like a man is in charge of his own destiny or a person is in charge of their own destiny and Turner touches on who you spend time with and who you are around is kind of who you begin to emulate. He's like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to hang out with those guys. This is Mm -hmm. bad news. You want to hang out with a good friend. He's going to steer you right. Like, so even if you don't quite know where you're going yet, you need to surround yourself with people who will push you in the right direction for you. Yeah. As opposed to like, just figure it out and do whatever you want and be chaotic mm-hmm. and hang out with the bad mm-hmm. people and maybe do some drugs and like whatever. He's like spend time with good people who have your best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. So I do like I like that aspect of it in addition to like you're in charge of your own which which we kind of touched on a little bit in the last episode where Mr. Feeney was like you are the only person standing in the way of yourself right. and what you Respecting. can do. Respecting yourself and, yeah. and, and learning your potential and learning your value and how, how you see your value. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then I like also that we bring in the aspect now of like who you surround yourself with is also part of that. Right. right. And I appreciate too that like, you know, Turner's been around long enough to know that Corey fucks up equally. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not exclusively Sean, but at no. the same time he's like, yeah, he's a kid and he fucks up. Yeah. But... He like, doesn't fuck and, my bike up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the end of the day, you know, he does damage to himself largely. Correct. And so, like, it's, he, all all of that aside, like, cares about you as a, his friend more than anything else, mm-hmm. you know, and that, like, what a difference that means. Yeah, too. and Corey's never done anything illegal, whereas the cherry bomb was illegal, and then if crack. he, <laughs> yeah, and then if he messed up Turner's bike, that would also be illegal, and he could be in some bummed. serious trouble, yeah. so... It's kind of like, yes, Corey messes up, but Corey messes up. He trips himself up on on th- things that everyone trips themselves up on. But Sean mm-hmm. is like actually committing serious crimes. Sure. And if he continued down that road, it would just get worse. Like yeah. you start with beating up someone else's bike and that's just the beginning where will you go in like it's a year and a half? Too, yeah. you know, That's like when he's wild. when he's like, oh, I figured out the his initiation, and it's like. Oh, Jesus. That's some serious shit. That's a lot of damage. That's like, like, <laughs> that's like that one episode where he was like, I'm surprised to see you. And I'm like, did you think Frankie was actually going to murder right, them? Like, right. what, what happened? Yeah. 
happens behind the scenes with like, Harley and his gang. It's very stressful. It's one thing if it's like, oh, we're going to go tag the wall over here. Right, yeah. We're going to go smoke cigarettes out back. Or, yep. you know, like we're going to go like beat you up a kid. Peer, or, yeah, peer pressure this kid into giving you his lunch money. You know, like shit like that. But this is like, this is, this is some real fucking vandalism yep. right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. This is... This is a lot of damage they're looking to cause, so it's pretty pretty fucking serious, which is good because it makes the stakes pretty high. And, yes, you know, correct. It's, it's, it would have been if it were as low stakes as like graffiti the wall, yeah. like whatever, you know. Yeah. All right. Even graffitiing yeah. the bike, I feel like would have been less. Yeah, I mean, the, there's there's like just a big ass bat. We're gonna we are literally going, going to, to fuck this up. break this person's thousands of dollars. Yes, bike. and he just spent so much money. <laughs> well, he spent three hundred dollars to get it fixed. Yeah. Because somebody already messed it up, so right. he it's just got stakes. it back. It's brand spanking new. It's a good looking bike, and turn and they know that Turner loves it. So yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, high stakes for sure. High stakes. For um, sure. I anything that you that you learned from the B plot <laughs> from Eric and Nancy Kerrigan and fucking Jason oh again. Oh my god, Jason is <sighs> the worst. Why would you lie about something like that? Fucking it's me. so different when you're just like, oh yeah, I. I've seen that movie. Like, okay, so you go home that night, you watch that movie, and then, like, you erase that. You can't. I. I hate it. I what? Hate it. What? I hate Jason. You can't lie about being, uh, having a skill that you do not possess, which it's so funny to me that obviously he learns how to skate. Right, by listening learn, quote, to this quote, tape. learns how to skate by listening to this tape and being coached by Nancy Kerrigan in his dream. Um, which all, it just kind of makes it funny, but I'm just like, don't, that is such a large lie. Why yeah. would, why? Right. Why? It's ridiculous. Why is Jason still around at Jason's this point? Jason's the fucking worst. Jason is the worst. Are we done with him yet? Which is, maybe it ties into, they probably didn't intend. I'm, I'm totally, what is the word? Oh, you're kind of projecting something here, but I think I know what you mean. Hi, well, what, it starts with an E. I'm, um. Alighting? Editorializing. Oh. I'm editorializing a little bit, but. The B plot could tie into the A plot just a little bit because of who Eric's spending his time with. Ah, and he's shitty when and he's, he's with shitty Jason. when he's with Jason, <laughs> and sure. he's lying to girls and making shit up for Jason. And then in the end, he doesn't even get the girl because mm-hmm. Jason's an asshole who takes advantage of him in the situation. Shit, Jason fucking sucks. Jason sucks as a person, and I just—it's very funny though because his name. So the actor's name is Jason Marsden. Mm-hmm. And Feeney says in the last episode, I believe, Mr. Marston. So they used his oh, they actual used his full, name. full name. I didn't really catch mm-hmm. that in the last episode. I just mm-hmm. caught it because I know, I mean, we follow the actor on Instagram, so I know who he is and, and yeah. well, he's the I voice hear his of name Max. a lot. And yeah, he's also the voice of Max. Max Goop and several other, I mean, he's a very prolific voice actor. Correct. So Had, is Will Fredell, yeah, which is both funny. Of, both of them have very strong Extensive voice, voice acting, acting resumes, careers, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I thought that that was kind of funny to me. I was like, oh, they're using his actual full name. Because right. I know in the office they sometimes use the first names, but then they'll change right. the last names. And I guess well, he, I don't just think ever said... he just doesn't get his own name. Right. He they just never, gets to they be They never himself. said his last name up to this point, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, so Jason blows. But Jason I think that's an interesting blows. little tidbit to kind of be like, you know, when you're when you're, you're around hang, shitty hang with, people, yeah. shitty things happen. Well, and I, you know, you've got, you've got those friends, you know, that like you get shittier when you're with them. Yes. Yeah. Everything Eric does under the influence or under the 
instruction of Jason is either dishonest or just plain out dumb. Right, right. He never just does stupid. any. He's never once done a good thing when, under the influence like, under of Jason. Jason being around. And it's 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 funny, of course, because he actually does get the training, and then he becomes a great skater or whatever the fuck. And it's it's supposed to be funny and whatever. And I understand that it kind of it didn't. I mean, it didn't turn out perfectly for him, but at least he didn't. It didn't appear like he lied sure. to this girl. But when you know the whole truth, it's just like, why Why would you? And why do you ever listen to anything that he says at this point? He, you know he's he his plans never follow. Like, he, they go into the house and he's like, well, you know I have, you know my plans always work or whatever the fuck. And, and Eric's like, no, none of your plans have ever worked. <sighs> Nothing that you ever do I can't wait until I never see Jason again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> can't wait until he's As just... soon as Eric goes to college and he disappears, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Because, jeez. I feel like Jason's done after this season. I think so. I don't think we see him anymore after season two. Which is fine. Which is fine, yeah. <laughs> Acceptable. I'm, right. I'm okay with that. Good. Um, but yeah, it still was funny. I got a good laugh out of sure. Eric's little subplot. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. The skating rink is fun at the, with with their mm-hmm. big outdoor skating rink yes. there and everything. And, and that, that skater. Uh, I, I appreciate, I think I, I touched on this last week, um, but I, I enjoy the, the Tur- Turner's commitment to Sean in this episode. Yes. And his, and his genuine interest in his students, or at least these two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well. You know, ignoring the rest of them. Uh, but for me, I had this thought when, when, you know, he, he had kind of sat them both, you know, in their place in the garage down there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus, man. I thought this in the last episode, too, a little bit with Feeney. I was like, a fucking high schooler, high school teacher's job. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just so hard. Yeah. So, it's so way more hard than just teaching to be a high, public high school teacher. I mean, to be any high school teacher. But, like, it has so, so much to do with these kids whose lives you, you become such a part of or don't. And I often think about you know like after a certain amount of time do you be do you start to like make the choice that you are are not going to involve yourself or avoid it or or further involve yourself like leaving that at home you know like oh can you imagine turner going home from that day at work right and just being like i mean you know he lives alone but like going home and just being like Jesus. Yeah. You know, coming That's... off of that and being like, oh, great. Well, today I did my job yep. and then I also saved my pub, my personal property yep. and also like saved this high schooler Dirty from becoming a fucking uh, long time jail bird, bird I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, like. Yeah, no, it's. Jesus. Like so much to decompress from at the end of that day. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's. Because of Sean's personality and how Turner starts to kind of look over him, that's just kind of a, like a normal day for Sean and well, Turner. Well, and I feel you know, like. I feel like many many teachers, uh, part of part of pursuing a life of teaching is a genuine interest mm-hmm. in young people's lives, mm-hmm. and not only educating but also ideally like bringing positive experience to yes. their lives. Yeah, and. And so, you know, I think about, like, God, you must really, like, if you're teaching in a school setting like that, gravitate towards that 
kid that like you can very easily identify mm-hmm. is standing on the fence of of leading this life or that life mm-hmm. uh, based on all these factors and the hand they've been dealt and like now you are a new force mm-hmm. in their life and how how can you be effective yes and that you know like that has to be a part of what you're doing and I think about that when I'm teaching not my toddlers um <laughs> they're fine um one of them got a bat <laughs> beat up the car yeah out the parking lot yes with the toddlers are fine but when i'm teaching with like nine to twelve mm-hmm. year olds I've, i have a lot of experience in that area and also like 13 and up when i'm in whenever i'm in those settings you know when i've got them for for the limited time i do i'm like how like i want to focus on our material and what mm-hmm. we're doing here but i also want to be like a positive safe force in your yeah. life yep and and i've you know i've i've worked in primarily privileged settings mm-hmm. uh where these these kids are supported and, and and loved and taken care of but you know it's not always the case and it's it's yeah you know you just want to that's part of like the impulse to be a teacher I yep is you want to have those kids leave your class better than when they entered correct and it's not exclusively related to their grades and and what they've learned about the books and such Mm -hmm. you hope that they leave as better people it's hard it's so hard pay our teachers pay your teachers pay your goddamn teachers teachers. (laughs) i feel like the overarching message of this podcast is pay your teachers pay the fucking teachers man which is a good lesson for this show like it goes a real life lesson from the show that we can get in our world today besides all of the little sprinkles of what we get mm-hmm. is just teachers are so important, so important to our lives and to our adolescent process mm-hmm. and our well if you consider a a 13 year old mm-hmm. who has two working parents yep. that child wakes up mm-hmm. and spends maybe a half an hour Mm-hmm. with their parents yep. and then they go and spend up to eight or more hours in the confines of school with their teachers Yep. and then they come home and their parents come home from work and they then spend maybe two or three hours together yep. in some capacity mm-hmm. and uh, that's being generous probably for a lot of families yep. in the world now and and then that kid goes to bed Yep. and so like out of their waking more, hours, yeah. they are spending like 80% of their waking hours yeah. with their teachers. So it's just so, yeah, it's so <laughs> fundamental for, it's so fundamental for our teachers to be incentivized. Well, I don't want to say incentivized to care more, but it's so, it's so important for teachers to, it's so important to give incentive for people to want to. Yeah. I mean, like they, they want to be there one way or the other. Yes. And just like give them the resources them, they need yes. to be there. Yeah. The you know, like if you I, get rid of their roadblocks as in what? like, oh, I can't pay my rent yep. or like buy supplies for my yep. students, like let's get rid of those roadblocks and let them be in the best position to spend 80% of your child's waking hours. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so important and people I feel like just don't understand it. And people are, and then I'll get on Twitter and I'll be in kind of the Boy Meets World universe and people will be like, I wish I had a teacher like Turner. I wish I had a teacher like Beanie. And I'm like, they're out there 
but they're dealing with so much of right, their right. other bullshit You're right probably now. fine. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, I, I feel like, as much as I don't want to be like, well, Turner and Feeney, they don't have, they're single men, they don't have problems and whatever. <laughs> they're, they're, they're older white single men. They're older white single men. So they're it's kind fine. of like, they're whatever. It's something of like, in this world today, how little we pay our teachers, how much other bullshit they have to deal with when right. they get home, that it's so hard it's to just, yeah, it's so hard to just like put them in that position where it's also like, you might not be able to make rent this month. Right. Might not. Right. Who knows? Right. Here, take so, on some more debt. Yep. Take on some more debt. And uh, also you have to give right. a shit about all of these kids. Yeah. And hey, yourself. thanks for saving that kid's life today. Yep. Uh, here's your bill. <laughs> like, and also here's you know. your gun. You might have to throw yourself right. in front of a predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun. Right. Like, it's no. Fucking, fucking value. Here's Have choice. fun. And here's 40000 a year. Jesus. Oh, just fucking value them. Yeah. Value them and pay them. And that's the, that's the, so that's cool. the overall message of, of the Feeney call. True. It really, value and pay your teachers. Truly, truly is. Because you know who's not really in this episode? Who? Anyone's parents. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> yeah, that's so true. We got Feeney. Fucking Corey's at home. Yep. And he goes and asks Mr. Feeney. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right? That motherfucker is in his garden, off the clock, yep. and he's still and dealing, he's still with, dealing with this bullshit. Reeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Matthews is in this episode for a hot second. And so is Amy, but it's like a hot second. It's like a minute. And they don't do they don't any do teaching in this no, episode. No, they're not, they're not involved. So, yeah, it's just kind of, yeah. It's they're boring. they're in it to make a, a homophobic joke, and then like, that's, yep. a, you know, yeah. that's all they're in it for. Yep, that was bad. That was rough. <laughs> it's when Eric runs up the up. stairs, and he says, as long as he's saying no to tights or whatever. Yeah. I just kind of groaned and was like, ugh. Of course. God. Of course. <laughs> Toxic masculinity ruins the party again. Who's your MVP? My MVP... We already talked about continuity problems. So. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there are a couple like other like little things in this episode, like how Corey's like he starts talking about Captain Kirk, and I'm like, never really pegged Corey for a Trekkie, <laughs> but sure. here we are. Um, I don't think he also, is ever again. But the girl who the girl who goes out or agrees to go out with Sean, and then backs out. That's a shitty thing. But nowhere near as shitty as her best friend, who's just like, well, you actually expected her to yeah. go out with Sean? Are you true. crazy? It's true. Bye. And then she's like, are we done? Or she right. says something she's like, now, can I leave now? She's, or something like that. She's a real snot. And she's a real, I'm sure, can I speak to your manager kind of vibe. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure that the other girl, the other girl probably was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Like, it, but I don't think it was her being like, I can't be associated with you. I think no, it was, her, it was parents her parents saying no. She was excited. And she then was she so was, excited. she was, um, uh, and then her the parents were like, for? you're 13. You still live under our roof. You're not going on a date with Sean Hunter. Yeah. And so then she's upset and she calls her friend and she's like, well, this is why. And her friend was like, obviously you yeah. didn't know this already. Right. Well, and she, she's upset to tell Sean. Correct. Like she, she has, hesitation but the best friend jumps right on board with telling Corey right. why all the reasons right. they shouldn't best go friend's together. like he's trash and she's a young republican so right yeah <laughs> um it's the boys bathroom again as far as continuity yeah. goes the door is the boys bathroom again also sean has an interaction with harley where they're like let's go stand in the parking lot and then Turner comes out and he's like, where's he going? And Corey goes, I wish I knew. And I'm like, bitch, he just said he was going to stay in the parking lot with Harley. 
Listen, it's use metaphorical, your ears. Megan. He says, I wish I knew, as in, like, where's he going on the road of his life? Oh, whatever. It's not about where he's going right now. Whatever. All I know is that if a teacher came out and was like, hey, where's your friend going? I'd be like, I think she's going to the parking lot. I don't know. Because then. He is emotional, Megan. <laughs> He's in a moment. Whatever. I don't care. He was answering the question in the bigger picture. But yeah. Where's I, he going with his life? Where's he going? Where is his <laughs> life leading? Yeah. This is the, yeah, the first episode of Sean kind of not knowing who he is and doing the whole soul searching It thing, is a big so. identity episode for Sean. Yes. We'll uh, get the plenty first of many. Of yeah. It's so interesting to me, though. Sorry, before I do MVPs. It's okay. It's so interesting to me. The the part that really stuck out to me and I think struck a chord is Sean says, but you think I'm all right. And Turner's like, I think it's important that you think you're all right. Mm. And Sean says again, but you think I'm all right. And he needs that validation so terribly. He needs it so bad. And he doesn't even think about it because, of course, now this whole time he's like, it's not because of the girl. It's not because of what she said, blah, 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 or what her friend said. But, like, he desperately he needs, needs to hear it. Yeah, he's he all right. He needs to hear oh, it from it someone upsetting. that he trusts. And I, as as being once a 13-year-old, I so right. get that. He needs that validation. And yep. he, he respects Turner. Yes. He yeah. he respects Turner on so many levels, mm-hmm. and all he needs is is Turner to validate mm-hmm. him. Because even Corey moment. is validating him this entire episode. He's like, this is not sure. you. You are better than this. What right. are you doing? And he's like, no, you're lying. Go away. Right. Whatever. And as right. soon as Turner is like, if you get your act together... Yes, I think you'll be all right. And he yeah. that like settles with him so mm-hmm. much differently than Corey the entire episode being like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? It is a really it's a very strong resolution. And oh. I appreciate too that I, I Turner does not just give him the validation. Correct. Yep. Turner tells He's him like, like you need to do these things. You gotta you gotta, you gotta work put in the work to be for, all right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't think you are all right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that, but that's effectively <laughs> that's kind of winning though. Well, like it, it is effectively like where it's at. It's yep. like I don't think you're all right. Mm-hmm. But I think you can be. Yes. And I think you need to think you can be. Yes. You yeah. know, like you you need to think you'll be all right. Like that. That just like that in my heart. It was really beautiful. It was such a beautiful it moment. It is a very, like really, really good moment. Because it came after a moment where, I don't know, with Sean, I have moments where I'm like, wow, that was really deep and profound. And other moments where I'm rolling my eyes because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're a drama queen. Again, he's 13. So he's <laughs> kind of allowed to be. We sure. all are at 13. But mm-hmm. like, especially Sean. And so he's like, I don't even know who I am. And I rolled my eyes. And then all of a sudden we had this moment where he like double checks with Turner and needs that validation. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that hit so much harder than him being like, I don't know who I am. I don't know why. No, but you know, it's interesting. Corey's constant. Mm -hmm. And, and yet whenever Sean is in his identity crises, he needs that validation. Mm -hmm. And it's never Corey. No, it's that can, never for That him. can give it to him. Mm-hmm. Not for a lack of trying. No. But, no. you know, he needs that validation from from his dad or, or, or from Alan or mm-hmm. from Angela or... Turner, or Beanie. From, right, from like whomever. He, he needs it from somebody for which he has a lot of respect mm-hmm. But it's interesting that it's never Corey. It's well, really. yeah, and maybe it is at some point. But I, I'm, and maybe like we'll quite. discover that. Yeah, but it really feels but not quite yet. Yeah, it really feels like most of the time it's somebody like as hard as Corey tries, yeah. it's always has to be somebody else that like gives Sean 
the validation to come back. And I think Sean does respect Corey to an extent, Mm -hmm. but also I think there is kind of a level of Sean where he looks at Corey as not necessarily less than, because Mm -hmm. I think Sean thinks of himself as less than, Mm -hmm. but he's, he looks at Corey and he goes, you don't understand me. You don't understand Mm -hmm. my world and Mm -hmm. where I come from. And it's almost like, it's almost a pretension thing, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Because Sean feels like he's less than, but then when someone who is above that pretension or above that like peer line mm-hmm. says something validating, then Sean is able to sure. be like, oh, okay, you are on the outside of this situation and you're saying yeah. it, so that means more yeah. to me. I take it back. I just thought of an episode where Corey is the impetus. The hug? No. Oh, okay. It's, I was thinking of the, uh, the Christmas episode. I think it's in season three. Yes. When they have their their jobs and Sean starts being the the like runner for the mob. Yes. And he's standing there with the package and Corey and comes Corey to get comes him. And, yeah. And Sean's like, "Here's where I belong to yep. be." He's like, "No, you belong to be at my house." Yep. So they, that's, there, that are is, there, there are probably several. It's, again, it's without in the I'm undercutting. <laughs> I feel like it's far enough into the future that it's it's valid to say that as of this moment, Corey can't. Corey can't solidify that validation for Sean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at this moment in time yeah. because Sean's just now having this identity crisis. Whereas later Corey's yeah. better equipped to deal with it because he's been through it <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, my yeah. MVP is Corey. Mm. Um, Interesting. Because, probably been a minute since we've had that. Right. <laughs> my MVP is Corey simply because I think that yes, Turner could have came and intervened and yes, I think Feeney could have, given this lesson but if Corey hadn't shown up Mm -hmm. to and if he hadn't shown up and if he hadn't said the things that he said and if he hadn't been like all right i'm in give me the bat and like right he showed up he showed up he was ready for it and then as soon as they were like we're gonna like fuck this guy up he was like okay fine like do it right fuck me up like seriously (laughs) he showed up for sean in this episode and i took balls and turner of course is gonna show up feeney's of course gonna show up but like Corey doesn't always show up he showed up in this episode which is why i gave it to him it's a good case Mm -hmm. it's a good case yeah i was i was thinking turner but that's that's a pretty good case i can hear that (laughs) I the reason but I was thinking Turner was Corey a, doesn't do the impact on Sean that Turner does. Well, so that's, yeah, that's and the case and, for and right, and very specifically that what we already talked about the mm-hmm. you know you think I'm going to be all right. I, I think you need to think mm-hmm. you're going to be all right. Yeah, and and it very easily could have been like you think I'm all right. Yeah, I think you're all right. Like mm-hmm. come on. Yep. You know, but the fact that he he really puts the message on like it does not matter what the rest of the world thinks. Yeah. Like you need to make Absolutely. some choices that you are going to live with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we can all walk away mm-hmm. and you need to decide if you can or not. Mm-hmm. And, and like that, that difference there, letting Sean know that like, yeah, you make your choices and you live with those choices, mm-hmm. you know, um, as part of it. I think if he had, if it had been just more about like, yes, I think you're all right. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as, as, as strong. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And it, and it like, so. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have caught it either. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have said to you if it had just been like, you think I'm all right? Yeah. I think you're all right. I would have been like, that's great. Yep. I don't think that I would have thought more about it. Yes. And said like, oh, but that moment could have been, you know, mm-hmm. like I never would have gotten there. Yeah. So whoever did good job. 
Yes. <laughs> well done. Thank you for doing that. I feel like the first draft probably was probably was that. just that and then yeah. it was done but right. there's yeah it's so that moment is so profound to me because as being once a former teenager I totally understand that mm-hmm. and then also just knowing these characters and knowing their development and just them being human people it's it's just so it's such a profound yeah, instance really and mm-hmm. an honest moment yeah it's a good one and it doesn't feel forced which I like Does when not. he said the line I don't even know who I am or whatever he says sure. that felt forced a little melodrama can't yeah. can't get away without it no but this that particular instance right. Right. Did it's not like a 99.9 yeah yeah <laughs> you can't get 100 <laughs> can't get 100 but you know it's uh you know it's good enough it's got a little soapy moments sure. to it for sure it's fine the best of them do right you know gotta do what you gotta do it's true <sighs> alright that's that thanks for listening cheers, cheers. Cheers. Uh, follow us on the things. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Thank yeah. you for writing, reviewing, subscribing. We are almost done with season two. Very exciting. Very close. Very season close three. To season three. Where we get even more meat. Let us we know. Get Corey and Topanga mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Let us know what you are most excited to hear about yeah. in season three. Absolutely. If there's something. If there's anything. Sure. Megan will respond. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I will. We appreciate y'all for listening and class dismissed.